Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue Podcast, where we have a special edition tonight. We're doing a DOA roundtable, and all things point to the number 45, as it's the 45th anniversary. And starting us off tonight are some fan sites and collectors here. We have Cattlemen's Club, David Goodspeed, and the folks from Our 80s Life. What your story is here. <laughs> Mary and Sarah and Melanie could not be with us tonight. They are off fighting to oh, overturn Jock's will at the moment. They will be back with our next episode. All right, David, you go first. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, my name's David Goodspeed, and this is my wife, Jenny. Hi. I, uh, I, 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 Hi, Jenny. I, I might have drug her into being a Dallas fan. I don't know. We always argue about the best character, and of course, it's JR, but. Uh, She's a big Miss Ellie fan, so but uh, but yeah, so I'm the uh, the infamous owner of the Cattlemen's Club on Instagram that has all the uh, Dallas memorabilia from all four corners of the world. I guess is the best thing to say, and uh, it's it's a strong passion of mine. And we've got some videos of Jenny opening up some presents of Jr. Talcum powder and other other things <laughs> that uh, I'll, uh, I'll I'll post them on Instagram because it's actually quite entertaining watching her um open up gifts i guess is the best thing to say but uh the collection is fun it's the usual <laughs> stuff but then it's the the odd stuff that uh that drew me to it and i think that's what kind of drew me to the uh whenever i you know stumbled across the the 45th anniversary reunion right i was just poking around on social media one night and um i saw it and i said i gotta go and so I looked at her and I said, can you get off work? She goes, I don't know. And I said, well, it's going to suck if you can't go. So I, I she, didn't, she didn't know I already bought the tickets. And then the next day she's like, okay, you can go ahead and buy the tickets. I was like, oh, the plane tickets have already been bought. The the uh, hotel's booked and the two tickets for the, the meet and greet are bought and, and we're going. So it um, Two tickets to paradise, as Eddie Money would say. Two tickets to paradise, right? <laughs> I, I did the best I could to not get COVID or get a cold. Or, you know, any like, don't touch me. You know, it's like I was getting out of the military, that MASH episode, whenever he was, you know, trying to get out and he didn't want to get hurt or anything like that. So, so yeah, that's, that's a great interaction. And it's funny that you mentioned the, uh, the Corona situation because I heard that some people did come down with the virus from, uh, the, the reunion. Oh, no. Yeah, I was really worried before that. I was like, I do not want to get sick because you got you have one shot at this, and we already like, just like David said, you already bought your tickets, you already had scheduled everything, and I was like, you know, and we got there on Saturday, well, actually Friday night, and so we were there for a few days beforehand. I'm like, please don't please let don't us get, get sick because uh, obviously we couldn't go if we did. But yeah, I'm sorry to hear that some people got it. Introduce yourselves and just tell everyone your story about your site and just what you do and okay so i'm abby ties yeah. to dallas so we are keith and abby um our we started a youtube channel about seven years ago called our 80s life so our channel is not just about dallas but all things 80s um pretty broad but uh as we were just talking about covid like when covid hit and we were all stuck at home we decided to start watching Dallas from start to finish, watch the entire thing. And so we did. And, and, and we fell in love with it. We, I mean, obviously we fell in love with it. We turned into 
instant super fans. And then as we were watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, I know these places because Dallas happens to be my hometown. And so we started recognizing so many places where they filmed the show. I always had thought they just filmed it at South Fork and then the rest was filmed on a soundstage. Oh no. Tons of it was filmed all around DFW. So we went and found the places. <laughs> right. Because what they would do is fly in, shoot exteriors for the front half of the season, fly back to California. And this is Michael Priest was discussing this a few weeks ago. And then shoot all the interiors. So you needed a continuity expert to remember what clothes people were wearing, what hand was holding the briefcase when they walked inside South Fork, whether the left foot was going first, the right foot, they had to write all this stuff down. And they, of course, in the later seasons, they stopped shooting on location. And mm -hmm. you might notice maybe a palm tree or <laughs> yeah, something. A mountain. In the mountain. <laughs> yeah. So wait a, a minute. A misplaced mountain. Wait a minute. That's not Dallas. Like in Conundrum, there were several little hilly mountains in the background. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's just the first but, um, half of each season that we focus on, although we've watched them all. But what we do is we go around and find all of these places, all the ones we could, which was most, almost all of them. There's a few that stumped us. And we make these videos for each season where we go and find all the places in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So the first half of the season, and uh, we make we make videos. <laughs> That's what we do. You know, one of the one of the one of the coolest pieces of memorabilia I have is some of the plans that they use to recreate oh. the back porch. That's so, awesome. like you're talking about, when you you know when you watch the show, you know when there's a backdrop. And when they're, you know, actually like on the ranch. And yes. I think I picked it up about four or five years ago. Um, it's just one sheet of the plans of, you know, the architectural drawings so they could recreate it on the sound set, which is pretty cool. I mean, it's, um, you know, I've always seen. Was this the, or the, the South Fork? Was this the original series or the uh, South Fork when they did the return? Because I was on set and I was actually in uh, South Lamar at the studios. And on the interiors and the exteriors that were recreated on the soundstage too. And they had the plans on the wall too. So do you have the ones from the original series? Yeah, I will need, I'll need to double check. You're talking about the, I'll need to look at that again. You're talking about the plans from okay, South Fork, yeah. the house or the set? Yeah, the back porch set that they would have made in California whenever they were doing those, those scenes. Oh, that, but you um, also have the house. No, no, I do not have the house. That is the one thing that I would love to recreate and build one. I thought you had that. Uh, oh. yeah, but no, but not for the entire house. No, just for the back porch area. Gotcha. Now I'm I'm up I'm up in Boston. If I recreated South Fork up here, I'd have to call it North Fork. Oh, North, we won't so. hold that against you, John. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's like Gary has uh West Fork on Knott's okay. Landing. But, um, so you, so you hadn't watched the original series before? Not before the no, pandemic. No, not Is before 2020. Yes, yeah, so, uh -huh. so our first trip to South Fork. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we went out to South Fork to do a tour in 2000, either 18 or 19. I was, yeah, 2019. Yeah, yeah 2019, yeah. we went to South Fork tour for our first tour. We, we were in Dallas. We said, hey, we'll just swing out there and see what's going on. Of course, we, we were the only person in our tour group that had never seen the show. So 
that was kind of the first thing that kind of. So but cool. we we were like we didn't let on. We played along. <laughs> we played along like oh, we knew yeah, we were talking great. about. Like, nodded a lot, you know, and uh, but that was that was kind of the first taste of like, hey, we're on to something here. And then when COVID hit, then that's when Abby says, hey, we just need to jump in and and see what it's all about. So yeah, we I mean we're relatively new to the Dallas game, but have gone in head first for sure. Okay. And, and David, did you, did you see it during the original run? Yeah. Was- you know, I was one of those kids. I was, I was born in 71. I know I looked like I was born in like 2001 cause I'm so young, but, uh, <laughs> you know, so, so I grew up on that eighties TV, right. You know, Dukes and Hazard, Dallas dynasty, you know, fantasy Island, all that stuff. Right. But I remembered it was, a, it was right around probably, oh, I think it was, I was probably 13 when I was old enough to understand, you know, girls and things like that. And it's, a, those were some of my earliest memories. Right. And so, but, 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 you know, that's the difficulty of it, right. Is that you could create 16 different personalities to get on Columbia house and try to get the VHS tapes, which, <laughs> I, have, which I have a ton of them in the collection, probably a hundred of them, but I don't have a VCR. So anyway, so, so it was hard to kind of go go back and watch like the beginning because in 78 it would have been seven and you know my, my parents wouldn't let me watch jock call jr a jackass on the front porch right, right. You know, exactly first scene right so don't be a jackass god damn it pay her off daddy don't be a jackass you know but it was um <laughs> but i remember then like uh soapnet i believe it was was one of the first cable channels i remember kind of like that and then obviously TNN. And so, um, uh, and then there was, um, I don't think it ever got on TV land. I remember like Charlie's Angels and stuff like that was getting on TV land when it started, but but it was hard to kind of go back and recreate all that, but it was but it was fun to do that, to go back. And I followed it all the way through to the end, you know, as a kid and kept up with it. And that's really when the collecting started, it was like in 85. So I oh wow used to work in a, uh, used to collect baseball cards and, and in college and high school, I worked in a baseball card shop. So that was like my introduction to Dallas collecting was the, you know, the Donruss trading cards and things like that. And then whenever I just gained. I think there, I think there were like, there were 56 cards in the set. And I have multiple copies of certain cards. Yeah, I remember because each, going to the store and buying every, every yeah. package. <laughs> yeah, oh, and wow. If, and if you go back and look. And you, you may know this, and if you if you don't, then haha, gotcha. But um, the back puzzle pieces are two different puzzles. Oh so, yeah. So if you take if you lay them all out, you'll notice there. I think it's a red border and a blue border, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so there are two different puzzles that you can make on the back of the from the cards. Okay, because that's interesting. But did you ever eat the gum though? So that, did you eat the gum? Uh, after I got home from Dallas 45, sure, because I didn't want to get sick before then. But yeah, we, I mean, you know, he he ate the old gum, and we do not recommend it. it that was rough. Oh no, it it, it turns it to dust. He like crumbled in his mouth. Let's say it, it crumbles yeah. to it dust, like a moldy textbook for sure. <laughs> so obviously, the, we're in the uh, 45th anniversary celebration this year, and as part of that, the Ewing Barbecue Podcast has brought on um, different cast members. We've staged some reunions with Charlene Tilton and Lee McCluskey, Audrey Landers and Lee McCluskey. I've, I've been talking with Omri Katz about coming on with Josh Harris. Awesome. That would be great. Just trying to work on a lot of combinations. And we obviously, the show 
would not be what it is without the fan base and that's that's what obviously brings in these these reunions what is it about the show that draws people in and keeps people because you you went you both went all of you went to the event in california and uh at, at Oscars last week, and uh, people come from around the world. What is it that makes people just drop what they're doing? The 40th anniversary, the 30th anniversary in 2008, they come from around the world. What is it? What is the draw? Well, I mean, I, I think it had it all, right? If you if you go back and you look at, you know, television from the you know the 80s and what it what it offered, right? You know, Dynasty had it, Not Slanting had it, but but, but I think Dallas kind of encompassed a little bit of everything, right? It had the, it had obviously had the oil, the wealth, the power, the sneaking around, the women, the men, the, um, you know, I, I think, I think honestly, it did really have a lot of um, modern day America, right? And I think there's a, mm-hmm. there's a sense that our age group, you know, 40s to 50s and you know probably 60s we living through that it was just so intriguing right to, to me it was it was more like um i mean sure i enjoyed fantasy island dukes of hazard you know heart to heart but it was always kind of like the same thing over and over and over right but with dallas you just didn't know what was coming and how characters and what i love is what you like you were talking about is trying to get all the it's it's all the um what i what i truly do enjoy is that i Obviously, the main cast is is phenomenal. Obviously, you can't replace any of them. But what I loved was the supporting cast. The fact that you were talking about bringing the other, you know, the secretaries back, or if you could get the oil cartel, if any of them were still alive. But, you know, you get those, those like McSween. McSween was one of, probably one of my most favorite characters, and he was kind of like bum in the reboot. Now, our 80s life has not seen the reboot yet, so we're not going to hold that against you, so I'm not going to give away anything. But okay. Oh, you haven't gotten we're there yet. Have we started watching it a couple nights ago, yeah. so okay. we're just yeah. on like episode three now. Right? Yeah, we've really enjoyed it so far, but it's totally different than the original uh, series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, and, right. and it's, yeah. it's so, it, so it's so supporting. It's they, a supporting cast to me, right? That I thought was so so powerful. So that's where that's where like my collecting is gone is to dig deep into who those people were find you know photos of them or if it's an autograph or it's you know something that that ties back to it that um you know i found some pictures recently of meg gallagher where she's outside of on a pool and she's wearing a different shirt says i i think she says i love jr she's wearing a cowboy hat and i found like five or six different images of it and those are some of the most um those those some of those items like that i think are some of the coolest things that are there because the the cast was so huge, right? Um, yeah. And, and how whenever I'm watching right. an episode, even, you know, I've, I've seen the entire series probably at least 10 times. But every time I watch it, I'll Google cast members. And I'm like, well, who was the waitress that, you know, um, I think what was her name? Doreen. You know, it's like, well, who was that? You know, and so you try to figure. Dorme. Oh, Dor- yeah, right. Excuse me, Dorme. But then. Pat Colbert, Pat Colbert, what she did and everything else. I think that was what was so much fun about it is that, you know, you could see some of these people on, you know, Fantasy Island, Love Boat, all that type stuff. But that's that's the fun stuff. And then the last thing I'll say and then I'll hush for a second is the the reboot. I thought 
I thought they did a pretty good job with it. I thought they were about three years too late, obviously, in, in trying to get it back together, you know, with Larry mm-hmm. and, and everything else. But the um, but the way they brought Barry, Larry back, I thought was absolutely brilliant. Um, there was probably only so much he could, you know, do physically. Um, bringing back, you know, Ken. I thought it was a lot of fun. I was disappointed that, like I said, that they, they just didn't, it, it would not have been another 14 season series, right? But they probably could have drug another two two seasons out of it, I think. And it had a good four or five season run. So it was fun. I loved it. And they changed the head of the network who wasn't a Dallas fan. And if the other head had been there, they probably would have gotten a fourth season to see where it had gone. And who knows? But completely agree with you about the supporting cast. I always called them the like the the familiarity, the comfort, yeah. the glue. The, the the fabric that weaves around all the main people that kind of hold because they they'd turn up and you would be like oh yeah there's there's Dorme yeah. there's Cassie there's Sly. there's um and sadly uh, Sly and uh, sadly we've lost uh Meg Gallagher Jenna Michaels and Sherilyn Retino oh I had a um, crush on her oh my gosh oh. <laughs> well who didn't I have a crush on on Dallas right but holy yeah, cow right. Jackie oh yeah. <laughs> So now you know why I started watching it as a 13-year-old boy, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> right. Well, for, for, for me, it was when Priscilla Presley first showed up on the screen. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. who is that woman? I was like, <laughs> it reminded me of when I watched yeah. Three's Company, and there was Priscilla Barnes, yeah. and I said, whoa. Yeah. If I had to go to a hospital, I want a nurse like Terry. <laughs> now, it, it was interesting that uh, Sasha Mitchell, who came on yeah. the later seasons – had had this as distinction of playing Patrick Duffy's nephew on two different shows. Yeah, he was on that, Step by Step. Step by right? Step, right? Step by Step yeah. as his okay. nephew. I was thinking he was his and son, on Dallas but, okay, as his the nephew. nephew. I couldn't remember. It's been a long time since I've watched that, but I remember liking it. And another interesting thing were the were the cameos that were of different cat people that Marla Maples turns up yep. in an episode. You had Alan Ratchens from LA Law as a yep. doctor. You never saw his face. You had Dennis Haysbert, who played David Palmer on 24 as Bobby's doctor after Bobby was shot. <laughs> oh, wow. You had Lou Diamond Phillips chugging yes. booze with Sue Ellen in Definitely the street. Definitely recognized right. him right off the bat in that one scene. Yes. You had Peter Horton from 30-something as Lucy's dealer in the early episodes after she broke up with Kit Mainwaring. And you, Greg Evigan. You had all these people. Greg and you go back. Evigan. Greg Evigan. The, I know The Runaway, a lot of people don't like it, but it's one of our favorite episodes. Not going to lie. We love that one. You have Brian Brian, uh, Brian Dennehy in episode four yeah. okay. of the series. Uh, that one is ridiculous, though. I got to say, the whole hurricane in Dallas right. thing threw us way off. <laughs> and a lot of those early episodes, we were always joking that, oh, it's like auditioning Bobby Ewing for his own spinoff show. Bobby Ewing detective. Bobby Ewing psychiatrist. Bobby Ewing this. Bobby Ewing that. Uh, so the event last week, um, before we get to the event, tell us about you going to sites and places and just uh, filming locations yeah. and how fans can get 
that information, you would obviously be the people to go to for different things like Sarah's obsessed with the hot biscuit. Oh, I'm so sorry to let like you that. know the hot biscuit is, <laughs> it's, it's uh, not, there. Is not there anymore. We we looked. In fact, when we met Joan Van Ark last week at the event, I told her about our project and I told her, I'm sorry to tell you that uh, the hot biscuit is is no longer. But and then I'm not sure she even remembered filming there, to be honest with you. She was like, oh, okay, why is this lady telling me this? But yeah, the, the reason this started is because Dallas is my hometown. And as we were watching it as adults, because we were too young to watch it back in the day when it first started, I was like, I just kept recognizing all these places. I'm like, oh, well, that's just right down the street from where I grew up or this, the, the, the two gold towers, the Campbell center where Cliff's office was and all that. That's where my prom was for high school. So I know these places. Yeah. I had prom there. And I know there's a, there's a tuck, there's a taco bueno near there. Cause I saw it from the highway. I'm sure there is. I mean, I probably went to that taco bueno. So I kept seeing all these places and like, (laughs) okay, babe, I know these places. Like, wouldn't it be a fun project to try and find them all? And that's, that's literally what we did. We just, as we were watching it, we would start writing notes and looking at Google Maps and all that and just figuring out where all this stuff was. And then we just made YouTube videos for each season. Yeah, it almost turned into a game. I mean, it's like a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a it's like solving a puzzle. I mean, like because <laughs> yeah. some of them are really easy, like she mentioned. I mean, some of the, you know, the the Thanksgiving yeah, Square. Yeah, Center is easy. Some things are very obvious, but some, I mean, like Bobby's grave, I mean, stumped us for multiple years. Mm-hmm. Just found that one, you know, a few weeks ago. So, you know, there's still some we're looking for. And, you know, we were looking for Cliff's house, but then we figured out today, <laughs> actually today, that Abby had written a note that it's actually out in Clover's. California. It's in California, unfortunately. <laughs> so, Dang it. very disappointed because I was hoping to find Cliff's house in Dallas. But uh, Well, we found his first, oh, Cliff has like three different places in the series. The yeah. first one we did find. And then he moves to that apartment that they always show the same exterior Every time. With the, with the little water feature around yeah. it. Yeah. You'd yeah. recognize it immediately. Yeah. But right. that's why we were so thrown yeah. off because we were like, where is this? We were driving all around looking where we thought it would be. Never found it. That, now we found out <laughs> it's actually in California. That's like uh, Afton's nightclub where she yeah. was performing. It was always the same cars driving by. Yes. Yep. front, And they used it where- for years, that same shot. Of the cars. That's the same place where and, Lucy and Mitch uh, met Mitch. Where Lucy met Mitch. Yeah. That's right. So we found that place. But unfortunately, it is gone. It's torn down. So it's just leveled. There's nothing there. It's just gone. Parking lot. It's just all mm. just a parking lot. And Linda uh, Linda talks about how the city has, and she mentioned this, I, you po- you posted mm-hmm. a video of from, from Oscars that you cut together Thank very you. nicely. And... Uh, she talks about how the city has grown up over the years. And she always talks about how the, it's changed from when they stayed in the cheap dank hotel when they first got <laughs> the, there. And, the or, Royal or, Coach. Should, should I call it a, a, a no-tell motel? Well, it was called, it was called yeah, the, the Royal the, Coach, it, but they called the it Roach. the Royal Roach. <laughs> the Royal Roach. That's a Chick-fil-A yeah. now. There's, there, it's but, totally uh, gone. We looked for that, too. <laughs> And D- David, you're you're based uh, where down uh, in t- uh, no, Texas? No, Norman, Oklahoma, which is oh probably about three hours from South Fork. My fiftieth birthday was uh, Jenny got us the uh, stay like a Ewing package um, at South Fork, where you spend the night and all that type stuff. 
one of the best stories we have from it. We were, I mean, we were just two peas in a pod. Well, I really was, I guess, more than anything else. But, um, you know, have you ever done it? No, we, we haven't had the chance to yet because we're trying to arrange it. And yeah, so it was pretty, it was pretty cool because, um, the whole event was, was pretty wild. So we went in August and they asked my wife, they said, you want to do the trail ride? And she's absolutely, I'm for what I'm paying. I'm going to make him get on a horse in the middle of summer in, 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 you know, Texas. And so did the trail ride. Um, we, uh, you know, did, um, you know, kind of got a tour of the house, but we'd already been through the house a few times and everything. Then they had dinner for us and we sat at this, at the big long table, you know, where you're on, when you're on the tour and all that. Yeah. Right, right off, off the, the kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. And so right. we met a couple, we met yeah. one of the guys who'd been working there since 84 and then his son got a job there. So we were just kind of talking about, you know, what it was like, you know, he said, yeah, I've been here since 84. So I've, all the filming. So, you know, getting those, you know, talk, as we were talking about like supporting cast, you hear from people who were actually, you know, there, you know, trying to convince people jump at the fence. No, they don't live here. You know, we've all heard those stories and everything. Right. And so mm -hmm. um, this old guy came up, we ate this steak dinner, which was really good dinner. And then this, this old guy came up and he said, it he said, be. um, yeah, right. <laughs> he said, um, uh, Hey, my name's, you know, whatever bill. I can't remember. He said, I got a firearm and I'll be in this house right across the way. And we're like, okay. He goes, so if you have any problems or anything like that, just get, give me a call on my cell phone. And I said, okay, you know, no problem. Well, then the, the, the employee came out and he said, okay. He said, well, we've cleaned up everything and um left you some snacks and some drinks and stuff like that in the kitchen he said so you all have a good night and we'll see you in the morning you have the house to yourself and i was like you left and i'm not a very responsible adult you can tell from my collecting habits with money I and i was like you so he left us right so it's just the two of us yeah. in the house by ourselves now you didn't break the plexiglass no, in no. the uh JR's no, death no, room, we like, didn't. Uh, no, we Real didn't Housewives do that. Dallas, we right? didn't do that. But uh, okay. But it was it was hilarious because we we went swimming. We tried to recreate shooting me, which was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> was you know swimming in the pool. We were having some fun and everything. And so then we went inside, and they left. Um, I think it was like the first two seasons um, on DVD, which you know. So it's like okay, well you you've got to watch. Well, you don't want to watch. You don't want to watch the miniseries because that was at. It was uh, at Chloe's box. At Chloe's, Chloe's right, box ranch right. down there. Yeah. So, so, that was... you, so we we um, I can't remember what episode we were watching. I think we were just watching The House Divided. I think right. And so anyway, we're sitting there. The whole point of this mm -hmm. whole story is this: it was an amazing, it was an amazing event in time. But um, we're sitting there, and I look over at my wife, and she's on the couch, and I'm on the couch. We're watching it. We're just giggling about all this, and all of a sudden, I see these little like like dust particles. Now I've seen enough ghost adventures to know what an orb is. Right. And so I'm like, they're, you know, they're, mm -hmm. I was like, is, is there a ghost in here? And so we were just cackling and I could, so I started recording it and I saw these little dust things going across, you know, or little orbs. And I thought, okay, I was like, all right, Jim Davis, if you're in here, you know, you know, we're just having some fun with it and all that stuff. So we, you know, stay up till most of the night, sleep in JR and throwing. Don't be a jackass, right. he said. Right. <laughs> At one point, about two o'clock in the morning, Jenny sends me a text. She says, where are you? I said, I'm out in the field because I just took off. I just was like, well, if I got access to the whole ranch, I'm going all in. Right. So we um, we sleep in the room where they say it's Jr. and Sue Ellen's bedroom. So we sleep in there. Of, of course. course. And so the next morning, 
we get ready, we go downstairs, and the guy's there, a, a different guy that had been there since 1980, I believe it was, he said. And he was cooking us breakfast, which was phenomenal. We ate on the back porch and all that stuff. And so we went back into the living room, and we were sitting there, and I said, wasn't that a blast? And I slapped the couch, and probably 37 years of dust bunnies came out. So what I thought were ghosts was just dander and dust <laughs> and things like that, which was pretty, pretty funny. So we we had a blast with it, though. We thought we were hanging out with the ghosts of Dallas and thought that it was just a, you know, it was just, a, it was a great time though. But, uh, you know, then we left around 10 o'clock in the morning or so, but I think that's how you have to do it. I think what you're doing in November is the way to do it, right? Is that you get a group of, either get a group of people, or you're going to do the podcast, invite people down, you know, kind of do it together because we tried to get other people to go with us, but nobody else would help split the cost or anything like that. They were like, Oh, that's crazy. It's too expensive. So it was just a couple. But if you split the cost, it breaks oh, it yeah. down per person. Yeah. To yeah. A lesser much more, expensive. much more affordable yeah. than, than two, two Okies from Oklahoma, you know, now there, there used to be a, uh, the Duncans owned it and the son used to have a barbecue joint just down the road from the ranch that one of the tour guides took me into while she was showing me around and another hidden gem that not a lot of people know about now, maybe Abby and Keith know about it, is uh, South Fork Trailer Park. Oh, yeah. We did a video on there yeah. about, that, about that place. Yeah, okay. we went and checked that out. And they have a replica. Yeah. Yeah. The tour guide, we drove through there and J.R. Way, Gary, Valine, uh -huh. this, John Ross, all the roads are named after the characters. And it was just... Uh, it's a lot of interesting things that if people are going to go down, obviously. Yeah, that's in Wiley. In, uh, in Wiley? Yeah, Wiley. I mean, it's a few miles away. Totally worth going. The house itself, we were heard, we were told it was a miniature South Fork, but oh my gosh, it's almost the size of actual South Fork, and the pool is probably bigger. <laughs> it's very nice. Uh, it has we to be bigger, it. yes. Yeah, we, we you like could throw it. Many Christ you could drown many Christians in that pool. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> well, the thing did you go inside the actual It's just like um, an office and workout right. facility and, and such. So, no, we didn't go in there. We could peek through the window. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah. So, what is the uh, – before we just go through the, re the event last week, um, what is your favorite – obscure storyline or episode oh i know what keith says oh, yeah. he has a favorite mine's the dove hunt the dove hunt we love the dove hunt, dove hunt. yeah okay because I mean, that's that one made, of jock's I mean, the, last the, ones in that bar fight is classic when bobby and jock are just throwing down and you have jr slumped in the corner you know <laughs> takes his watch off like, worried about like his he's watch. gonna fight and then he hides so, so, so that was filmed and in. He, that was, he, was, that was, he was even hiding in War of the Ewings during yeah, the. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, we so, have a funny story about that one. Yeah, so that was filmed in Crum, Texas. So we went out to Crum, and that where that bar fight was at is now a hair salon. So it's called what's the name? Of it? <laughs> it's, called, it's it's this is my favorite location we've ever found. It's called Lisa Marie's Salon Saloon. So she has taken it. Really was a bar, and this sweet lady, Lisa Marie, she's great. She has left the bar and she does something called Wet Wednesdays. If you get your hair cut there on Wednesday, she has uh, free beer and yeah. drinks. And oh. it's, it's done up like a saloon, but it's a salon. But we blew her mind because she did not know 
about any filming that ever happened in crime related to Dallas. So when we come in there, you know, with the pictures and the video and we're showing her place to her and what it used to be, she was just like on cloud nine. She goes, I can't wait to tell all my friends. Because She was a Dallas fan and she had a JR beer can on display and everything, but she had no clue the whole time. She'd owned that salon for at least a few years and she had no clue that a major scene from this one episode was filmed there. And yeah, she was the cutest thing. If you're ever in Crumb, Texas, guys, go to Lisa Marie's Salon Saloon because she was delightful. But go on Wednesday. Go on Wednesday. I mean, I can talk about Sue Ellen and Peter being cringeworthy. Yes, <laughs> but we like that That's one, though. <laughs> Do you really? They go to the Pizza Hut. That that was, Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think what I think what I really enjoyed was um, how and, and there were multiple storylines in it, right? But towards the end, whenever you know Jock, you know, was you know went to South America and, and how Ewing Oil was changing and how then you know he passes away and the reading of the will and and how they how they carried that through because you know obviously you know Jim Davis was a huge force and factor of the of the show. And um, mm-hmm. with his untimely passing and everything else, how they how they handled that. And I think that's where and we were talking about this at the event there in Palm Springs is that, you know, towards the end of the series, you know, season, you know, you know, 10, 11, you know, on whatever. You're just kind of like, oh, this is kind of OK, you know, but those first few seasons, man, were just magical. And I that's where I always like it. Right. That's my I guess you're, I can say the sweet spot of Dallas is that we've all got favorite episodes or things like that, but how they, how they made all those transitions, right? You're going to break up Ewing oil and Lucy gets, you know, this, and here comes Gary, you know, and how it all tied together. I think that's, to me, that's kind of, I think whenever really, you know, obviously the, you know, the other people will argue when Dallas really started to go on a skyrocket, but I think that's whenever it kind of crossed that hump to saying we're staying power. Right. And it's 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 funny. It fell from number one to number two in the ratings that season. Interesting. For the whole season. Yeah. But uh it even carried on to they had that back to back episode with Knott's Landing because Gary comes in for the will and at the beginning of the next Knott's Landing, that same night, they showed it on a Friday night to pair them up. That they had Gary was at South Fork playing with Christopher upstairs and Bobby comes in. And then Gary goes back to the hotel in Dallas and Abby is there and they're he's pissed off and fuming about the allowance and the interest in this and that and the trust funds and all this. And also in the episode, Valine is doing her Capricorn crude book tour and she is at the same hotel doing a book signing. So <laughs> JR crosses over to there as well. So you really had the jocks will carrying into two shows yeah that it, it was that big i wish they would do you know what not slamming they've only released the first two seasons i think on dvd is that what it is mm-hmm. yeah, yeah something like that it would be fun to to find all those again and i, I know i know you can because uh, i've seen them yeah but i don't know what the quality is like but to to go back and watch that again um and how they wove the two together i think yeah, the woves work because they talked about that right. at the uh the event right that we were mm-hmm. that we were at last week they, they talked about how it was woven together in spots and parts and how this and how that and um it was pretty neat to hear that stuff 
there, there were some blown opportunities. Not having uh, Sue Ellen and Abby interact, not having Miss Ellie and Lilla May yeah. have scenes together, and JR going up against Greg Sumner, maybe something like that. There yeah. Some, some, some missed opportunities. Yeah. And more, more of Lucy, maybe Lucy tangling with Paige a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Did you have favorite guest stars? Man, you're asking some questions that, you know, it's like, <laughs> could you, you know, could, could you have taken the <laughs> test first in college and then tell me what the questions are before I had to go back in and answer them? Man. I mean, See, I'm going to go back to Greg F again. I mean, I, 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 his, he played such a creep, but that episode, I think was so great. That one popped out because we were talking about it earlier and, and, uh, <laughs> he had that creeper van like he was, oh, yeah. the, that episode the runaway is just so ridiculous but it i think the more ridiculous episodes are my favorite ones you know i right i just okay. i loved him in that i thought he was great yeah that 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 was a good one that was that that's a good one yeah and obviously uh, a little bit of trivia is uh andy bradley was played by uh paul Sorensen from the cart the cartel yeah Okay. He was on an episode of the Brady Bunch. He played Buddy Hinton's father, who was the bully. <laughs> That's super random trivia, there, Josh. It is. <laughs> yes. Well, no, I was looking this up last week because we were doing an episode where uh, Lucy has gone back to work at uh, modeling after mm -hmm. her divorce. Yeah, the and cola. She's drinking the cola commercial. Yeah, she's wearing the Zorro vampire outfit and all the stuff. <laughs> I listened to your and episode. The, that was funny. <laughs> and the client was played by um was it D david hammond who played in sound of music and he was also on an episode of the brady bunch okay he, pl he played the one that Marsha broke up with uh for the for the prom or something like that so just a lot of obscure people that have come on and it was great because there's a game you can always play six degrees of dallas like six yes. degrees of kevin bacon <laughs> there yeah. you go like um Christina Applegate's mother oh. played a Stephanie Rogers, Leslie Ann Downs character. Mm -hmm. Christina Applegate's mother played her secretary. Oh, weird. <laughs> and Jay Ferguson, who's on the Connors now playing Darlene's husband. His mother played a reoccurring character as a news reporter, Bobby, Bobby Joe Ferguson. All right. So, so this goes back to David's, uh, looking up people you're, now you're going to start go looking up, looking up uh, more people here yeah i'm going to yeah exactly it's like i'm going to get hung up on somebody and go into a big rabbit hole we need to change the name of this uh this episode to obscure characters from the Dallas series <laughs> yeah the hollywood show coming up at the end of the month uh in yeah. california deb bernard is going to be there yep. donna mills barbara, barbara Carrera, george Chakaris, and Barbara Luna, who played Barbara Eaton's sister-in-law in one episode, will be there as well. So anyone out in the California area, um, and speaking of California, let's really just – let's just pick through the reunion here before we wind up this segment uh, or part one of the reunion coverage here for the podcast. So you, you found out the 45th anniversary reunion was taking place out in California, and – Tell me your stories. You got the tickets. Did you know you were going right away? And what was the trip? How was the trip? What was it like? And well, I think I think for us, I think two days before 
that announcement was made, we just had had a conversation that we weren't going to travel anymore for a while. Our daughter just got married. So we were kind of recovering from that. <laughs> and then she comes to me and she goes, Keith, they're having a 45th anniversary, but it's and, in Palm Springs. And we're going, we got to go. And it's, on a, <laughs> hey, and it's on a Tuesday night. Yeah. And like, because, but we're going. We're, we got to go. So I really, have to go. I really didn't have much of a choice, you know, happy wife, happy life. And <laughs> and it would have been, it would have been tough around our household if no. I would have said no. No, nah, but I mean, the thing is, like we were telling you, we're, we're rel- relatively new fans. And I feel like we hadn't had any opportunity to meet these people. And here they're all going to be in one place at one time. Like we've got to go. We had to do it. So it was, it was a, it was a no brainer for us. And David, you obviously told me your story about the tickets and. Yeah. You know what, what we did it different, you know, Keith and, you know, Keith and Abby, they, uh, they took advantage of, I guess, being in Palm Springs and the, you know, the series, you know, being around there. I'm the usual kind of person that will like go to a concert, fly to a concert and then just go back and sleep in the airport and then go back home. So it's like, I usually, sometimes I'm just an in and out kind of person, right? So we flew in Tuesday afternoon, uh, got there around wow. 3, 3.30. Yeah. And um, changed our clothes, um, brushed our teeth, because you never know who you're going to meet, right? And um, uh, Get all that green stuff out of the teeth. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> right. And uh, caught an Uber down there, and then we 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 walked up on the they're not familiar with it. Right. You know, cause Keith and Abby had been there. So they knew where they were going, what they were in for, what they were, you know, we just walked up and then they popped out of a line and they're like, are you David? And I was like, I don't know anybody money. I don't know anybody in Palm Springs. Who are you? You know, but I knew who they were, which was great. Right, right. So we chatted for, you know, a few minutes and kind of got the lay of the land and, and what was going on. And, um, then we went and got in line and I'll, and, you know, kind of this is, you know, this isn't a knock on anything that Oscars did because, well, you'll understand why I'm going to say this, right? Is that the line was mm-hmm. huge, right? I, yeah. I think they probably had 300 people, maybe, maybe two, 300 people, I guess, whatever the case yeah. might be. But, mm-hmm. but like you were talking about the, the love for the show and the demand for the show and the passion for the show, we um, just got, there were just so many people, Right. It was, I, I don't want to say it was. It, it how, was not, how, how crowded would you say it was? How, how many? Oh, I mean, ballpark? it was in a very big place and I, it was totally packed. I bet there were 300 people Probably in there. Probably 300. Would be yeah. Our guess. Yeah. yeah. So it was, in, it was in the outdoor part of the venue and that section is not very big because they're doing some construction on one part of it. So, which, which was, I think it was supposed to be completed by the time they did the, uh, the reunion, but that didn't happen. But there were a lot of people in pretty tight uh, space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right. so, you know, so you, you, you know, you got in and, um, there, you know, there were just, like I said, just a ton of fans and, um, and some came in from around the world, apparently, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we so, met people so, from Germany and France. France. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. We met someone from France. How, how many different countries did Steve say people from, uh, that he talked to? 10. Oh, I, don't I think know. he said 10. I don't know. He's yeah. yeah, several, several different countries. Yeah, so, so he he, he kind of mixed it up between states and countries, but mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, you know, this the the stage was the stage was nice. The the backdrop set and everything. I've been talking to the the gentleman who created it. We've been trading emails because I'm trying to figure James, out how to James. 
James Yarnell, according to Charlene Tilton, who was an Emmy Award yep. winner. So, and just can you just oh. describe the okay. set for for everybody? Yeah, it was really cool. So, so yeah, I I reached out to him because after, well, let, let me I'll put it this way. So we, you know, so they had the event, which was great. Like like um, you know, Keith mentioned the seating was it was kind of hard for some people, I think, to see unless you were Keith and Abby, and somehow you found yourself on the first row. I don't know how they did that. But I tried to, you know, sweet talk to Maitre D or pay him off or whatever. But it, it, you know, got me in first class to Southwest, which was an exit row. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it was it was really neat. I mean, it it was neat. You know, they came out. I was I was a little, you know, I, I don't know. I guess the best thing to say is, you know, whenever you had, you know, um, you know, Sherry and and you know, Kathy on the sidelines and you know that kind of stuff yeah, was, well, was a little. Different. How did that? That was but, weird. There were, that was a little. It seems a little odd. To, and Michael Priest down I, in the what the I heard, too. and I can't remember who I heard. And he's this an eighty-six-year-old man that is a, quite the storyteller. Y- yeah, yeah. I, but I heard there was some like some budgetary and contractual issues, and I was like, I, okay, I, I don't, I don't get it. But, but you know, so mm-hmm. is Hollywood. But um, it was neat. But then, like. On Keith and Abby's YouTube video, I think it was what this week you guys were talking about it. Was it this week? Yeah. About how you know, we, after the event, we were sitting around. Well, somebody walked up to me. They said, are you here for the meet and greet? And I was like, yeah, I didn't buy, you know, I just didn't find this band on the floor. I'm here to get it on. Right. And um, he said, OK, he said, <laughs> let's get it on. Well, let's get it on. <laughs> he said, well, wait right here. Don't move. And I was like, OK. So I just sat there. Okay. Well, then Keith and Abby yeah. came over and we started chatting and talking. And then we looked over our shoulder. And where the bar area was, where you went in to go to get drinks and, and some of the food and all that stuff, everybody was just kind of clumped up there, right? And we were, we were like, well, what is this? You know, what's going on? Where are we supposed to go? And probably, what, 30 minutes passed somewhere around there? Yes, we, we yeah. sat there for a good while. Yeah, yeah and so we, we finally just kind of, you know, you, you, you would think we're from Missouri because you got to show us everything. And we, you know, so we got in line, <laughs> right? So, so we got in this line and the, you know, the, the, and I, I know, I know exactly how Keith and Abby felt because we, we got in line and they said, okay, you guys are next. And we walked into this room and no Linda or no Patrick. And I'm not, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was deflated. I was nothing against, you know, Steve and Joan and Kathy and Sherry and Charlene. I mean, thankfully Audrey. they were there, you know, they were, they were troopers. Right. But there was no, no Linda and Patrick. And I, just as like, you know what, I've, you know, been to Mexico when I was in college, I can deal with anything. I just took a deep breath and said, okay, you know, so made the best of it, right? Made the best of it. Got to, you know, Steve and I've just had a handful of interactions on Instagram about the collection and mentioned some things to it. Um, but, and then I'd said something to Charlene and she was, she kind of jumped back. She's like, oh my God, that's you. And I was like, yeah, she goes, you've got stuff that I've never seen, which was, which was cool that, you know, obviously, you know, her connection is tighter than anything and to have that kind of stuff. And then Kathy, I said, Hey, Kathy, I'm the, you know, the Cattleman's Club on Instagram. She's like, Oh my God. She said, I had some stuff that I stumbled across and I was thinking about reaching out to you and going to give it to you, but I assumed you had it. So I just gave it to another friend and I just started laughing. And I was oh. like, cool. You know? And so, um, so for me, you know, I made, made the best of it, you know, got to, you know, I, I think that's what's so important about, what I'm doing with Dallas now, right? Is that I love your knowledge of Dallas is phenomenal. I don't think I could read it 
and it would not may, be better than hearing you recite it, right? And so mm-hmm. where my passion lies in the show is the memorabilia, you know, how how much marketing was done around it and all that other type of stuff because of, uh, you know, my my collecting history of other things and stuff like that. So it was just neat that my passion, I got to talk to, you know, Steve and Charlene and Kathy especially, and then Sherry Wilson, and we talked about they're going to be filming a movie um, – What's it? It's about Elvis here in um, Oklahoma. They're trying to get funding. Oh, Sophia, for it. Sophia Coppola's. Uh, yes, yeah. Movie, right? oh, yes. Wow, it's, that's awesome. It's in a little town called Purcell, about ten minutes south of here. And so I mentioned something about it. And she's like, "Oh my God, you know about that?" And I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "If we can get funding," and I was like, "Yeah, you know." So I know. So it was just fun to, and I, and I say this like this is that you know, thirty years ago, forty years ago, trying to connect with these with these, you know, people, I mean, they're just normal people too. Right. Um, was nearly impossible, but the fact that, that and whatever happened with Patrick and Linda, whether it was just too many people, you know, because there was not a lot of control of like, I think if they'd said, come in, you know, get your sign, you know, get, get an item signed. If that's what you wanted, get your picture, say, hi, thank you, move on out. But we were just kind of bouncing around. We were just like a pinball in a pinball machine. We we're just yeah. like, and somebody came up and they go, did you meet everybody? Did you meet everybody? And I said, yeah, I think so. He goes, okay, you need to leave. And I was like, okay, well, I can call an Uber. It'll be here whenever I want it to be here, right? So, so you, know, you know, the way they could have fixed that would have been two things. One is just like get like a cast photo and get everyone to pre-sign them mm-hmm. and say, hey, yeah, you know, when, when yeah. you come in and meet everyone, we're going to give you the signed, yeah. you know, yeah. photo with everyone's names on it. And you get one picture with the cast. And they could have got any everyone in and out, but it was it was chaos in there of trying to talk to all the different people and probably a hundred people, getting, wouldn't you say, Keith? Abby, probably a hundred people yeah. for the meet and greet. It, it definitely oversold, I think, the VIP thing. Yeah. And then there was all different lines for each person instead of just having one line to go through and meet yeah. them all. So it got really crazy at the end. Uh, yeah. But like you said, we did have some quality conversations. With the ones who did say, especially Steve Canelli. Yeah. yeah. He right. is such a class act. He he was such a nice person. And then later, afterwards, like uh, several days later, he wrote us a note. He like found us on Instagram and wrote us the sweetest note and um about our video project and how much he's been enjoying it, I guess. Cause we gave him a we gave everybody stickers of our channel and they must have looked us up because Kathy already knew about and the project. And Steve complimented us and it was, I was, I was just floored. I was so starstruck that he recognized our work. Um, and that just meant the world to us. Yeah. That's what I need Mary to do for the podcast is get uh, little business cards with all of our social media information. So yeah. we can just hand them out at places. Cause people are always asking even down in New Jersey when, when they were there for yes. chiller in April, uh, meeting up with Priscilla Presley and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We recruited some new listeners just by hanging around in the hotel lobby that night with Scotty Schwartz from A Christmas Story, who was handing out pizza to celebrities that night with a wagon. But that's the that's, a, that's super random. That's a little aside. <laughs> the way you the way you describe this reminds me of I don't know, uh, David, if you went to either the 30th reunion or the South Fork in that tw- tw- uh, 2018 for the 40th reunion. Did you go to? Any of those? They were a nightmare. Oh, yeah. So, 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 so David, how would you rate this one compared to the other ones you've gone to? About those were a lot bigger. It was just, (laughs) yes, much bigger. And and this was bigger, but also crazy. 
Yeah, it was just, you can't go so big and you can't go so small. And you either have to be, you know, have, have, a, have a tremendous amount of wealth to get them all there. And if you wanted to have a private party, you just do it yourself and just say, I'm going to bring 100 of my closest friends and this is what we're going to do, right? Because here right. we are, you know, they're in their 70s, we're in our 50s. And, uh, you know, and, and to still have that drawing power is, is amazing, right? I mean, you can't. You can't recreate it. So I so I can't fault Oscars or what's it? I think the gentleman's name is Don. I mean, they did the best they did the best they could. Right. I think with what happened, because because whenever I got there, I was even shocked. I think probably Keith and Abby were, too, of just like, oh, there's a lot of people, you know, and people came from France and people people came from, you know, Germany. And, you know, and obviously we know the passion for overseas. Mm -hmm. But, man, I I remember 2018 being in South Florida and I was doing Facebook live for the ultimate Dallas page at the time. And I just, it's always exciting to see people meeting them for the first time and everything like that. Well, I think this totally true. And we met met five cast members we never had met before. So, you know, I mean, obviously we were disappointed that Linda and Patrick were not there, but we were ecstatic to meet the ones we met and they were all super nice and spent, you know, several minutes talking to us and they don't know us and they took the time to uh, talk to us and they were great. And, you know, hopefully we'll get to talk to them again in the future. Yeah. Linda and Patrick are going to go on tour together doing the back to Dallas uh, show. Uh, all the dates haven't been announced yet, but they're going to be out there at some point. So keep your eyes on that and see what, uh, comes from that and maybe we'll get them on the yeah. podcast to talk about it at some point and D- duffy's cool. dough but i did about the- but yeah <laughs> i'm trying to lose weight that's what that's what i wanted to tell them is like look bro i love sourdough but you know whatever but I, let's, let's talk about the fact that i'm trying to you know keep my waistline as thin as my hemline you know i don't need to you know see see i like bread Duffy's 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 but i will say that that's right the funny one of the funniest things about meeting all of them um you know what i mean i'm you know not not bragging about Oh, that stuff will put hair on your on your back. <laughs> if you it, let me tell you, let me tell you, if you took a swig of that, I'd put hair on my back right now because I could feel it. Through these. Man, that's stuff. I've got bottles brought- and bottles of that. And one night, I finally busted out one of the bottles I've got, and I started doing shots of it. And I I I think I blacked out and had a fever dream. And uh, you know, it's like that that stuff is. Whew. Man. Is it just like the dream season or right, right? I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, where where am I? Woke up in bed with Suzanne Pochette and it was like Yeah. It's kind of like those United Way videos that my wife and I did playing JR and so Yeah. We love those. We have to watch those. Bravo for that. Yes, those are fun. But we when we were doing the funny thing is when we were doing those United Way videos. My wife and I were chairs here locally, and we were asked to raise $2 million. And so we did uh, six episodes of Dallas, and we did a dream part of it and all that stuff and everything. But at one point, she's getting on to me about um, donating money. And we're standing in our kitchen and had a South Fork glass, and we had the bourbon. And what what I found so odd was is that I was drinking bourbon, trying to raise money to help people that have issues with 
bourbon. <laughs> oh. I was like, well, this is typical Dallas, right? It's like, we're, you know, it's like, I'm trying to help you, Sue Ellen. I'm going to put you in the same as Character. But, the irony yeah, of it all. Right? <laughs> oh, that was one of the questions they asked Linda Gray. Uh, what, what was in those, what was she drinking? And she said, water. Because, you know, lit, her thing, her character was supposed to be drinking always vodka. She said yep, she yep. started out with martinis and it had uh, olives in it. And then it just ended up tasting like olive juice. So she said no more martinis for Sue Ellen, just, <laughs> just vodka, which is actually just water. <laughs> in 2011, when I was an extra in the barbecues episode for the first season of the new series, it, it was watered down soda. Okay. So it'd be brown. Yeah. yeah. So it would that be brown. Sense. And if you took a sip, they knew every glass in that entire barbecue and they came over and they filled you back up to the exact spot it was before in between takes. Sure. Gotta have that continuity. And we, it's fun we to look for those continuity for, errors though, isn't it? In the old ones. Look, <laughs> yes. Like when, like when, uh, uh, Bobby got run over that morning. He put on brown boots up in Pam's oh. bedroom, and then when he got run over, he was wearing black shoes. Hmm. Oh, that see, we haven't seen that one. Okay, time to oh, yeah. pay closer attention yeah. to that one. I did now. I did ask the question during this. You know, the, what the one thing they did, which I thought was cool too, is that they they put pieces of paper on your table, and it said, mm-hmm. you know, who do you have a question for? What is your question? And then they asked on the, which I thought was pretty cool too. And I, we got to keep up with those guys. Because I just, still, like I said, Oscars and those and the and the team, they they did as good as they could do, right? But on the backside, it said, yes. "What other celebrities or cast reunion reunions would you like to see?" So you know, hopefully, it'll happen again. But um, I asked the question. I said to Steve Canale, <laughs> I said, "Who did you not sleep with on the show?" Well, I'd already had like three beers, and I thought, "Oh, I was." I mean, my handwriting was horrible anyway, right? And I just laughed and laughed. And so the guy came around. And he's like, "Got any questions?" I was like, "Yeah." And I just handed it to him, just like, "No big deal." They asked that well, question. then I'm sitting there, and they're like, "They did." They did. Yeah. And he said, "And he said, I got a question." He goes from David, and then uh, Sandy. She says, "Is David?" And I stood up like, like I was, you know, the three sheets of the wind. I'm like, right here. And then he's like, "Who did you not?" And I was like, "Oh my god, they really actually went through with that stupid question." Yeah. But, but it was funny. I mean. It did get a little bit of a riot, you know, laugh out of everybody. And, and, uh, you know, that it, it was pretty comical, but, um, but I yeah, it was, uh, out of it. It, he was giggling yeah. about it. That was, funny. Yeah. That was funny. he got, yeah. his reply was, uh, Miss Ellie. <laughs> yeah. Charlie. Yeah. No. <laughs> and our question, our question also got asked, which we were so lucky because yeah. we, we didn't, we didn't think they were going to ask the question was about uh, filming in Dallas because we wanted to know what they thought about it. And, Turned out they loved filming in Dallas, even though they were there in the summer during the hottest month. Which is why when the new series came back and they asked Linda, Patrick, and Larry, when do you want to film? They said, oh, in the fall. Because there were scenes where they were in the South Fork driveway and they yell action and it's 120 degrees and the women's heels are sinking into the asphalt, which is melting and stuff like that. But, um, And I know it's... It's always a challenge because I I challenge myself whenever they come on to dig into obscure things and just try to keep it. You got to keep, I got to keep it fresh because it's how many times can you ask me the same thing over 45 years? Yeah. Yeah. I have a question, Josh. Okay. So I have, I heard that um, Larry Hagman's ashes were spread at South Fork. Do you think that's true? Like, is that, did that really happen? (sighs) 
I've heard both both stories, yes and no, and I have still not gotten confirmation either way. I mean, I looked it up on Find a Grave, and that it actually, I mean, like, so it must be true, right? <laughs> no, but I, maybe, honestly, maybe I, I think I, maybe, I'm guessing that it probably did. Yeah, part of it at least. Right. I, right. I think they probably did. How, how were the others that you met? Did you talk to Michael Priest at all? My, Michael was gone by the time we 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 got uh, to okay. the room, but we got to meet everyone else except Michael, um, Linda, and Patrick. But it was great. I mean, Kathy was very personable. We had a great conversation with her, and and with Cherie was great, and with with Audrey and with uh, Steve and and, and Charlene. And Joan yeah. Van Ark. She was fun. Oh, yeah, I told Joan, her, yeah. I introduced myself. I said, hey, I'm Ab- my name's Abby. And then I was like, I'm not, I said, I'm the nice Abby, not like the other one. And she goes, that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I, God, I enjoyed yeah. her. I like, they were all just so gracious and so sweet to us. And, and right. Joan turned 80 three days after these. She yeah. did. I feel bad. I could have told her happy birthday had I known that it was coming up. And. Wow. Ted Shackelford's birthday is the 23rd, which uh, we're recording the 22nd, so it's tomorrow. I, I think that's the thing, you know, like we were we were talking about earlier is that, you know, you had your, your you know, other characters in the show and how um, appreciative they are, right? I mean, they're, you know, I, I think that's the neat thing is that they know how much we appreciate them. I think they know how much they appreciate, are appreciated and what impact they had. Right. And how, you know, I mean, you know, Kathy had a tough chore against her, right. To the roles she played in the show. I mean, that's, you know, mm-hmm. big, big shoes to fill, right. Kind of thing. Yes. And how she pulled yeah. it off and stuff like that. And the same thing with, you know, Sherry and, you know, it's just, um, I think it's neat, right. Because we, we were joking about it and I think he said it on the, on their show this week too. It's like, hope, hope we all make it to 50. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, let's let's make it to 50. But I but at the same time, if um, that means we've got to bring in other characters, it's their time to shine, too. Right. And I think that's what Dallas encompasses is that it's that taking nothing against the way from the main cast at all. But but boy, if you could if you could go back 20, 25 years, check egos at the door and say, let's 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 line them all up and let's do it let's do it right. You know, I think that's what's, mm-hmm. what's so neat about it. Right. And then, you know, then, like I said, um, probably the most entertaining I had was obviously with Charlene cause she's just still bubbly as all get out. But, um, whenever, whenever with my wife, and then, Charlene, obviously she has had a, her upbringing was, uh, not the best and she's really taken a positive spin on life and just her her bubbly personality and everything. Yeah. Yeah. She's She's 4'11", by the way, the exact same height as me. (laughs) So I said, Hey, it's my long lost twin. (laughs) She got a kick out of that. Stature, tall and stature. stature, Yeah. But whenever we, um, whenever we met Kathy, I introduced myself to introduce my wife and said, you know, Hey, I've got the, you know, the cattleman's club. She's like, Oh, and we, and we had that moment and everything. And then I said to her, I was like, I, I went total fanboy. I've met a lot of celebrities and musicians and things like that. And I went total fanboy. I said, oh, my God, I had a crush on you. And then I looked at my wife and I was like, 
Well, I've got the lift code, so you've got to go back with me. Oh my gosh, I just can't believe I, it was just so it was so funny and awkward. And but uh, and but, it's, but it's neat, right? Sleep, I mean, you're sleeping on the couch. Uh, no. <laughs> yes, exactly she, right. She yeah. is a beautiful lady. She she, she was just she was I think that's the yeah. thing is that they were all so genuine, and you could tell mm-hmm. we didn't get to meet Patrick and Linda, but just you could also tell from them just being up on the stage that they genuinely love passion that we all have for the show yeah mm-hmm. right i mean it's patrick calls it the gift that keeps on giving yeah exactly actually kathy was going to join us tonight which is why we moved this uh recording but she is believe it or not she's with her son at his place in colorado doing a cattle drive oh fine. oh my Stuff goodness hard imitating fun. life Oh, so wow, they stayed on awesome. for a cattle drive. So I might be recording with uh, her and Cherie and uh, her friend Alan uh, Catton next week just to. Oh, you'll have to tell them that we said hi. Tell them we said hi and that, that if I made it awkward, I apologize. But, <laughs> but dad gum it. Dad gum it. I am surprised that uh, Charlene didn't say for her three words to describe Lucy the poison dwarf. Which is always <laughs> thrown out. She there. said, "Rogue Scholar." Yeah. <laughs> Rogue Scholar. Yes. And then the mic went out, and it sounded like they were bleeping her. It, it was did, hilarious. It, <laughs> yeah, it perfectly. Where, it, yeah, that was yeah. so funny. She she said she's a manipulative sex bot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, three words to describe the event from each of you, and three oh. words to describe the series Dallas. Oh, okay. See, see, right. see how I pull these out. <laughs> I, would, I would say fun, surreal, and it's a lot of words. Can't wait to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's way more than. I mean, I totally agree. I was gonna say fun, surreal is a great one, and then I would say starstruck because that's how I felt the entire night. You know, mine would be um, just like Keith. I'm gonna use more than one word. Being in the moment, right? I didn't film it. I just sat there. And just and so maybe it's that starstruck or just or just, you know, kind of listening to them and um, reflective. That's there's there's one word, right? Reflective, because I thought about a lot. I thought a lot about you know the series, watching it, my childhood, you know, funny moments, things like that. Um, and then, yeah, fun, obviously. I mean, you know, we both talked about we've all three of us have talked about the fact that, you know, Patrick and Linda were gone, but still made the best of it. Right. You know, the best the best we could and everything else. But I think reflective is is a really good way to put it, because um, it was just that special of a moment. Right. Yeah. yeah and a couple of things that you said, David, I mean, we really struggle with whether we were going to record very much or not, because we were like, yeah. you like if you're recording, you, you miss that opportunity to really let it soak in. But then when we got the opportunity to be in front and we weren't going to distract others by filming and there were a lot of people that couldn't come, we're like, well, this is a good opportunity to be able to capture the moment. So, you know, there, there's a good quality video out there because it'll be yeah. five more years from this again. And there's something, because if you look at the old ones, there's not a lot of good recordings out there. So there's not a lot of memories that you can go back and look at. And I'd say one of the things, I, I mean, you know, yeah. we obviously we've had a few complaints about, about the, uh, the venue, but, Dan Gore did a really good job. I mean, I don't think if Dan Gore would have taken the initiative to um, get the cast together, I don't know if the 45th would have happened. 
So yeah. we got to give Dan for that. And overall, it was it was a fun experience. It was a great experience. I mean, I'm glad he did it. And so I don't want it to come off like we're complaining. There were a few things we were disappointed that they could fix. But overall, I mean, I'd say it was a great night. It was. It was really fun. We right. were so glad that we went. It, it felt like, I mean, it, that just like what Keith said, Dan did a phenomenal job, but you can't handle the fact that it kind of felt like a general admission you know, show for Van Halen in 1984, you know, it's like mass pandemonium. I mean, we, we all just got, we just, you know, just, it was just, that just shows the power of the show, right? You know, you just can't, it's, it's hard to quantify, hard to describe, I guess is the best way to say it. Right. Um, you know, how it, how it went down and all that stuff, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I tell you what that, I tell you what that backdrop of that set made the night because you know we we so walked yeah. by there for two we walked by there for two days looking at where the space is going to be is like this is not going to go well because it's like i mean we there were a couple of events before theirs and it's like right on the street you right, guys yeah i can't i can't explain how, like you cannot tell from the video but josh it was like their backs were right on the street yeah. a couple of times yeah. you could hear people talking and cars honking and people driving by because, and at one point a drone flew over and somebody was like droning from above. I promise that was not us. Um, yeah. yeah, there was a lot of distractions. So the, the set really helped provide a backdrop and keep all of that. Cause otherwise you would have seen people on the street yeah. and cars driving by. Yeah. yeah. And there was that's some credit to James Yarnell who did it. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll post oh, some man, pictures up on awesome our job. We'll yeah. post pictures up on the page for people to see what that looked like. I know you were talking about uh, not a lot of video from the previous ones. I have tons of video. I don't know why I didn't do anything with it from the 30th anniversary. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I have all of the stuff that we did. For, I did for Ultimate Dallas on um, the 40th one. So that's up on I'll, – I'll post links to that somewhere so you can people okay. can check that out. And um and if people want to watch this year's, we we have a video on YouTube. You just go to our 80s life, 40, Dallas 45th anniversary. It'll come right up. And then we had a separate show that we did where we just did like a recap about it and stuff like that. Yeah, the video you the video you guys shot, I will say, was phenomenal, right? Because I went back and Thank watched you. it uh, two or three times now, at least two oh. and a half or so. But because um, there's so much that I missed, and I think you know that's the that's the thing, right? Is that as we're, as we're getting older. Right. It's the, it's like being in the moment. Speak and that's what I was yourselves. getting at was that, <laughs> yeah, is that, is that being in the moment. Right. And the fact that I just, you know, soaked it all in. I asked the stupid question, which was silly. And, but then you guys documented <laughs> it and I appreciate what you guys do. And I appreciate what you do, Josh, and all the other fans and how we're, we're trying to help keep it alive and things like that. And, um, yeah. um it was, it was, it, it kind of was, yeah, we're all coming from a different angle trying to keep it alive. Yeah, it was a it was a little bit of like a once in a lifetime thing, right? You know, yeah. Um because because if something had happened and Jenny was, you know, my wife was not able to attend because of work or something weird had happened or whatever, I would have said, I'll see you Wednesday night. You know, it's like I'm not missing it, right? I'm not, you know, right. I'm not gonna not gonna miss it. Cause you, you just never know what's gonna happen, right? So Right. Yeah. And I, I like what you said about passing it on. I'm like, I do feel a little bit like you're passing the torch on of these shows, not just Dallas, but like, that's what Keith and I strive to do is like the eighties yeah. were clearly the best ever. We're totally biased, ever. but we think the eighties were the best, the TV shows, the movies, all of it, the pop culture, the music, my gosh. They actually so have theme songs on TV shows. Not yeah. like today. 
The theme song for Dallas is like the anthem of the 80s. So like our whole goal of what we do with the channel is just to pass on these awesome things to the next generation so that they can appreciate how great it was because we hear from a lot of young people like that they didn't grow up in the 80s and they didn't grow up watching Dallas and they feel like they missed out. We want to tell them like, it's okay. Like you can find it now and you can discover it now and it's still great. No, the the 80s was not like Stranger Things. There were no Demogorgons coming out from the underworld. Uh, But they have a theme song though. They do have a theme song to that show. They have great music in that show. The music, the, the soundtrack is on point. Well, that's, oh, yes. And that's the one thing that, that Kathy and I talked about for a little bit was um, she was she was just, you know, commenting on the collection. Right. And it's it's ridiculous. It, you know, I, OK. OK, Keith, I will I have a little bone to pick with you. Like it's a little over the top, but you are jealous. I know you're jealous. I, I said I was jealous. And David, David, we want to have you back to this to talk more about the collection when, yeah. when Mary and Sarah and everyone can be here. Yeah, let's and we do obviously that. Want to have sure. Abby, we obviously want to have Abby and Keith back when Mary and Sarah are available so we can have more of a talk about locations and stuff like that and everything. And Well, and, the, but, and that's what we talked about with what I talked about with Kathy real quick is I just said um, – I can't remember how we got to that part of the conversation exactly, probably after I professed my love to her as a child. But was whenever I said, you know, I, I said, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Right. And, I, and this is an interesting part, I think, of this of this podcast or where I'm at and all this other type of stuff is that um, I said, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I said, because my 20 year old daughter, she comes over and looks at it and I say, yeah, that's your inheritance. But she, what is she going to do with it when she's, you know, whenever I'm dead and gone? And so my wife's going to do I, what Jenny, Rex Mons children did and sell the ranch. <laughs> right? Well, and that's what, you know, Jenny and I talked about that. I said, hey, you know, um, been a you know, lifetime of collecting. And so I started to think about and kicking around the idea of donating it to the ranch. Right. I was like, OK, you know, you, you go into the gift shop, you see all this, you see that and everything. And, and we went down there for my 50th and did the spend the night. And they said, well, let's show you some memorabilia. And I was like, OK, you know, and I was like, OK, I'll show you, you show me yours. I'll show you mine, you know. And so I was, I was really, really close to reaching out to them to saying, hey, you know, I'm going to give you all this stuff. Just put up a plaque and let the world appreciate it, because every time we go to South Fork, there's always people there from 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 another country or they're always visiting me. People are always going through there. And I think that's, you know, sharing the the, the love that you have for the show. Right. Well, then we all know everything is just gone south down there in South Fork. I don't know how else to say it. Right. It's <laughs> no it's, pun right. Intended. <laughs> it's a weird. But, spot. but I. I I have noticed an uptick in their social media. They're not destroying the part of the ranch. They they have so much land there. I I looked at the acreage and comparison. They could put the Magic Kingdom and Disney's Hollywood Studios on that property. That's how big that property oh, is. Oh, see, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and I so still have one of those. If they want to, if they want to build in the hinterlands and parts of it, fine. Just leave the part that okay. we know. That's that's yeah. all we need. Yeah. 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 And, it, and, it, and and put some attention into it and love and upkeep. And, and I still have two of the original deeds where I own a piece of the South, a piece of South Fork. So I can, I, I can have argue too. with them that they can't sell it. They can't That's sell awesome. it. You know? too. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. So uh, you got a claim on it. Oh so yeah. yeah, that's yeah. The, and that's the interesting thing. And that's what I love about 
especially what you guys do. And I and I do have I went on uh, was that T Public I think, and I've got the shirt says you know mm-hmm. the uh, Union Barbecue. I am Tapaka. You know th- that's the you know <laughs> what what you, what you guys do, what Keith and Abby are doing, what you know what the other you know big you know fan sites do is trying to keep it alive because um, what we're doing we all it, you know, doesn't go unappreciated. I don't think. Right. We all have our own niche and we cover different things. We all have our own. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, when we were doing the podcast and we were doing episodes, and I said, I'm going to start using my ties to the cast and get some of them to come on. And then I said, with Omri Katz, we were talking about his work in the cannabis industry because he is in the cannabis industry now. And I said, you know, Omri. I'm going to do a spinoff of the Ewing barbecue and call it after the barbecue. And I'm going to have cast members on to talk about current projects and things of interest to them. So we did an hour long podcast on the cannabis industry together. Cherie Wilson came on and this is where an interesting idea came up. She works with the yellow Rose Gala foundation down in Dallas and does the MS fundraisers. Mm -hmm. And we did a half hour podcast on that. And I'm trying to get Morgan Brittany to come on with Gary Sinise and talk about the Wounded War Veterans Fund fund that he does. Uh, Just doing different things with different cast members that have nothing to do with Dallas so people can get educated about important issues. But with Cherie, you were talking about the organization for the event, and I threw out the idea, and maybe it will come to fruition at some point, a Yellow Rose Gala Foundation fundraiser cast reunion where all the money goes to ms research and there's a limited number of tickets you could have mute you could have audrey landers doing singing you could have deb trinelli they all these cast members would come people could pose for pictures with mary crosby holding the gun stuff (laughs) like that different auction items a night at the ranch where sheree will join you for dinner or something like that yeah that would be awesome we would totally do that but it would be more controlled, and the Yellow Rose Gala Foundation would run it, and people all who the do events, yeah. yeah, 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 yes, that's, that would be the best. So that—that's yeah. my—that's the idea that I threw out there, and she loves the idea. So let's see where that goes. All right, awesome. But so, any final thoughts? Because we've we've been going for quite a while. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I think any you know. Final you thoughts? The, I'm going to put Keith and Abby on the spot. Um, you asked yeah. the three the three words to describe Dallas, right? We didn't get to that. Yes. Let's yeah. should we end with that? Let's end okay. with that. All right. You go first. Okay. Well my first word is hometown because it's my hometown. So I that's a that's a no brainer. Like when I watch the show, I love that it's in my hometown. It it has a lot of memories for me. Um second one I'd say probably intrigue because <laughs> that's just I don't know. It has lots of intrigue. Okay, Keith, do you have any words? It's a uh, cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, yes. L- love the cliffhanger. Let's say, I love the fighting. So, uh, the fighting. I mean, it, it's a guy's soap, soap opera. opera. <laughs> you know, it really is. It is. And, and I just say, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, on this planet, it's a lot of words. What? You say, only have to say one. Um, awesome. <laughs> awesome. I, I gave you. I gave you three words, but yeah. Uh, yes. Okay, those are good. Good job. Yeah. What about David? Um, I'd say captivating, right? Um, mm-hmm. Inspiring, right? I think I think if you 
you know, if you want a description of that, I think every character we connected in some form or fa- some form or fashion, right? And there was inspiration within those those characters. And then, you know, just um, fun, nostalgic. It yes. just it just it just means so much to so many and so much to me that um, um, you know it's just um, it's it's awesome. Best way, best way to put it. You know, you can't, you know, you, 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 you can't recreate it. They tried to do what they could do in 2012. They did a good job. Um, they did a good job in handing, handling, um, you know, Larry's passing and things like that. But boy, that was a brilliant um, episode. It was, you know, what I love, you know, what I really love masterpiece. Uh, yeah. What I, what I, what I really truly loved about all of it was, um, the next week's episode of the opening theme with the slow music mm. and how, you know, he was standing at the gate. I mean, I literally just got chills whenever I was talking about it because I'll go back and watch that clip every once in a while um, where he's, where it's, you know, that the melodramatic music and then him standing at the gate and walking into the sunset, you know, that's integrating and just dissolving into. Yeah. Yeah. It was just over the top. And um, that, that was just, they've always done good by the show. The creators, the directors, the cast, the fans, everybody has just done good by the show. And I was I was down at South Fork. Uh, I had gone down uh, to be interviewed by German television, and Audrey Landers was supposed to come down, but she didn't make it. And uh, I stuck around because they were filming the, the funeral the next oh. day. And... I almost made it over to the set, but I went to South Fork and I, I just missed Joan Van Ark because I did an interview with her not too long after. She was in at South Fork for a fitting the same day for her for her episode, and Linda and Brenda came back after filming the scenes. So I had literally saw Linda in the parking lot after she filmed her monologue. Uh, her over jr's grave uh-huh. uh, and she was still very emotional and uh saw brenda and we took her dog for a walk but it was just that was that was how close i was to jr's funeral just gives time. me it just gives me chills it just gives me yeah. chills right because because i think we all it was a part of our lives that kind of came to an end right mm. you know it's kind of like what keith and abby and i were talking about is that we were talking about my love for van halen and you know the fact that eddie van halen's dead Oh, God, I still yeah. can't believe that he's not here. And I still can't believe that Larry's not here. Right. It's like the fact that you're like, well, he wasn't very active. You're like, yeah, but he was still here. And you knew there was hope and a, and, and a glimmer of hope or he'd, he'd pop up in a magazine or E.T. tonight or something like that. Right. And I think that's what was so cool about the reunion was that we just seized the moment. Right. Because mm-hmm. you just never know. Right. And um, I think that's what's so special about what we all try to do is to keep that moment alive, I think is the best way to say it. Right. Yeah. And I'd love to if you and I shame on me for not digging into your into your podcast more and everything else. But it would be very cool to, you know, see if you could get, you know, you know, Josh Henderson on or, you know, Jordana Brewster or Julie Gonzalo or, you know, because, you know, Keith and Abby, you know, they don't know yet, but you know, the, but the, but the reboot series, I really do like it. I mean, I, I love it. I, thought I have all the interviews I did with them for ultimate Dallas okay. on the press okay. tour back then. Okay. That we're going to, we're going to post up. Sweet. But, yeah. Well, this has been a very uh, great, finally getting some of our other com- 
compatriots on here and talking and just getting getting the lay of the land and what what transpired at the uh, event and we'll look forward to having you guys back uh each having your own episode so you can go more into your stuff and talk about maybe some of the most obscure memorabilia you have or the more most obscure uh location place you have located and stuff like that i know mary and sarah and melanie will enjoy picking your brains and talking to you guys and stuff but um that's basically it for part i'm going to call this part one of uh the 45th anniversary recap on the young barbecue podcast and um uh, part two we're going to have uh kathy sheree and their friend alan catton who they they've been on before but come back and talk about things and i might even be have um been talking to audrey lander's son daniel to come on about just the perspective of what it was like being the child or son of a cast member and just growing up in that environment of the dallas legend and aura and stuff like that so those will be in future podcasts as we move forward and you can check us out on our social media sites, and we'll be back uh, soon with the next episode of the Ewing Barbecue Podcast. Any final goodbyes? No, just thank you so much for having us, Josh. We enjoyed it. And for those of you guys who are looking for our Dallas videos, we have a whole playlist on our on our YouTube. It's our '80s life. You can find us there, and we'll throw up links there and. Cattlemen's Club. Yeah, I just want to you say, have... you know, thank you to you, know, you guys and, and our 80s life and doing what we do to keep this. So I am a servant to you all that if you said, hey, you know, let's let's, you know, go deeper and talk about this or talk about that or memorabilia or what got away or whatever. I think that's the uh, we got to do what we got to do to keep it alive because we um, world's crazy place. But it was a lot crazier we, on Parker Road. So we we need stuff from simpler times, and I think that um, maybe when we eventually do get down, we could do maybe a video tour with you guys of some of the locations. That might oh, be that idea. would be awesome. That'd be hey, fun. I will I will rent the minivan and we'll slide the door open and they can run out and do it. But I no, I think that'd be fun, right? As we. Uh, <laughs> We do no, that. No, you got to get you got to get the bread truck like Larry had the converted yeah, bread yeah. truck. I think <laughs> I think you're onto something, Josh. I think it's like a it's like a trip. We do this. We you know at, there's an element of getting those of us that are extremely passionate in our own different ways and mm-hmm. sharing it because Keith and Abby had me going deep into the well today trying to find Cliff's apartment at work, and I was just like, oh, gosh, what am <laughs> I doing? A lot here, you know. But, uh, we can go down those fun. rabbit holes pretty darn quick. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, a wife said, you know, once in a lifetime, sleep in a southboard. I'm like, oh, hold your breath. We might see it in the army. So we'll see. Might be back there. We might be back. You never know. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll be there. Let us know. Thank you guys right. so much.